Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Friday, August 20th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the Indians had an off day yesterday. Uh, tonight, they begin a three-game weekend series against the Los Angeles Angels. Shohei Otani will be in town. Uh, Mike Trout's still on the injured list. Uh, he's been on the injured list since May, since the Indians visited uh, out in Anaheim. But uh, a big series for a lot of reasons that we'll get to uh, in a little bit. Uh, we want to talk about the, the Little League Classic and what to expect on Sunday. Should be a, a fun day there. But uh, before we get into a, a lot of that, um, some, some other housekeeping uh, sort of news. Uh, Major League Baseball, the MLB pipeline on MLB.com, uh, came out with its latest player prospect rankings. They sort of reshuffled things. Uh, new number one overall prospect is Adley Rushman uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. And the Indians have a new number one prospect. Yeah, it's um, our middle infielder, Tyler Freeman, who was uh, you know really having a great season at Akron until he kind of tore a labrum in his uh, shoulder and, and has been on the DL or the IL. And is, and you know, I, I was I, I was told he was headed for surgery. I've read he's had surgery, so I haven't you know I haven't really cleared that up yet. But I think he's it's safe to say he's done for the season. But yeah, he you know he replaced uh, Nolan Jones. Uh, Nolan Jones went slipped to number three, and uh, the outfielder George Valera, who was having just a, a killer season at at Lake County, Class A Lake County, is is the number two prospect. Right. Valera, every time I look up, he's he's hitting another home run or, uh, you know, he was he, I, I believe he was on the injured list in, in Lake County for a, a short stretch, uh, came back and has, has remained hot. Uh, really, uh, Valera seems like the, the Indians next great hope for a, a homegrown sort of outfield prospect to, to make it in the big leagues. But uh, interesting. What do you make of of Nolan Jones slipping back to the number three overall prospect. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, uh, Joe. I don't think that's a, a big concern. Uh, you know, he's having a decent season at, at Columbus. You know, I think maybe, you know, missing a whole season last year, like so many of these guys may have hurt him a little bit, but he's got 11 home runs at Columbus. You know, he's kind of 
been playing mostly third base, bouncing around the outfield. Um, you know, maybe the fact that um, the Indians have called up just about everybody else but Nolan Jones uh, may may have influenced those uh, rankings. Yeah, and like you mentioned, the positional uncertainty, I guess, uh, where he's – it's – in a positive spin, you call it a positional flexibility when you're talking about how you want to get him to the big leagues as quickly as possible by playing a number of positions. Uh, but but the positional uncertainty is, you know, if he's, if he's not a, a standout third baseman or a standout outfielder, then he's not uh, – you know, he's not a superstar at, other, at, at either position. Uh, I, I guess that maybe that has something to do with it. Not probably not as much as, you know, like you mentioned the fact that, uh, all these other prospects and, and players have been called up around him. You know, it's weird. They called up Owen Miller and he's been playing all over the diamond and, you know, Jones actually can play the outfield, which, uh, you know, who knows what they're waiting on there. So. Uh, the Indians now have five players in the MLB pipeline top 100. Uh, if you include Freeman, Nolan Jones, George Valera, uh, they also have Gabriel Arias, who, uh, you know, just lit it up in spring training. He's been having a great year all the way around at, at AAA. He's got to be coming up, you know, if not next year, then, uh, you know, very, very soon. Um, and then Daniel Espino, their number one overall pick in the 2019 draft, a right-handed pitcher. He was at uh, High A um, Lake County, and he is the one, the number 100 prospect uh, in MLB Pipeline. This is a kid who I've I've been actually anxious to to try and get out and see in a game. Uh, you know, throws high 90s, uh, great stuff. And, and really just a, a, a piece that could be coming in the next two to three years. Yeah, Joe, he, uh, you know, he's at Lake County, like you said, and, uh, you know, big arm. Uh, they've been really, really careful with him. You know, if you've watched him, uh, his uh, outings, he's, uh, you know, they, they usually just cut him off at four innings. I don't think, maybe he's gone five. Um, but uh, he's a guy that strikes everybody out. He's had mm-hmm. a couple games. He had one game where he went four innings and he struck and he, every, you know, 12, every out was a strikeout, 12 strikeouts. He gives up some runs. I think, you know, you, you can see that you can see still a young, you know, young, young in that regard, but uh, really big, big arm. And, you know, I don't know if they put him in the bullpen or if they, you know, they start him, but right now you got to start him, let him develop all his pitches. Yeah, he and he's still young. He's what, not even twenty yet, so uh, or, or just turned twenty. So uh, you gotta gotta be careful with him. Gotta take your time. But this is a kid who's it, when we talk about the the future and who and who's coming. Uh, Espino is is right there. Uh, those five names that we just mentioned. Don't be surprised to see them within the next uh, you know year year to three years here up in Cleveland. Yeah, John. Uh, that's the surprising thing to me about. The top 10 um, with, uh, you know, the top 10 from MLB.com, you know, the Indians have that great reputation for developing young pitchers and getting them to the big leagues. But, you know, seven of the top 10 guys or prospects listed are position players, which, you know, is kind of reflects, you know, the chain, you know, that that second wave of players 
that they drafted following, you know, Plesak and Bieber and, and Savali. Uh, and, you know, so th this is really position player heavy. Uh, you know, you've got, uh, like you said, Arias is number four. Then you got Esp Espino at five, then Bo Naylor, you know, Brian Rocio, Angel Martinez, and then two pitchers, Gavin Williams and uh, Logan Allen. Williams are number one pick from this year. And I believe that's Logan S. Yeah, Allen. T. Logan yeah, T. Allen. T. Allen, some, yeah. And he's already up to double-A. They just drafted him, uh, you know, last year and or in, in 2020. And and Logan, uh, the younger Logan Allen is, <laughs> is, is already, uh, you know, making his way up. Uh, you know, it's good to see uh, that, that the the middle infielders that they've drafted, I, I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, in this top 10, uh, beyond the top 10, you got Tanner Burns at 11, uh, Jose Tina, uh, he's an infielder at 12, uh, Richie Palacios, who I've seen at, at Akron, he's now in um, uh, Columbus, he's at 15, and Carson Tucker, their number one pick from the 2020 draft. Uh, he's still out in Arizona uh, playing in the rookie league, but, uh, you know, he's another shortstop. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a, a, a bunch of position players uh, that, are, that are still here in that, uh, that pipeline, like MLB pipeline is. Uh, very interesting to, to see their progress and how things have been reshuffled. Uh, again, I, don't, I still don't understand how Tyler Freeman gets the number one spot when he's, he's injured. But Yeah. The guy that jumped out to me, Joe, is uh, Tanya or Tanya this year. I mean, he, you know, that he really hadn't shown much power, you know, uh, until this season. Uh, you know, really good glove guy, fast, the good hands, middle infielder. But he's hit 13 home runs at uh, at Lake County. So, uh, you know, I know uh, that's that's uh, he's a guy with kind of uh, a guy to watch. Him and Angel Martinez are supposed to be kind of the, the sleepers of that group of international uh, free agents that they've signed and I think starting in 2017. And I'll give you one more, uh, the number 26th ranked prospect for the Indians, John Kenzie Noel. Uh, he's at Lake County right now and he is, he's a, an extra base hits machine. Uh, he, I think he's might be leading the, the, the development system in extra base hits and uh, slugging percentage. Uh, he's just having a monster season. Uh, for Lake County, and he's a, a first base, third base type prospect. Uh, six foot one, 180 pounds. He's only 20 years old, but he's having a great season. Might be in line for a, you know, a, an organizational award for uh, the the develop for the farm system. He's uh, he's having that kind of year. Yeah, I hope in. Uh... I, I look at that name, Joe, and I have nightmares trying to spell that name. on Trying deadline. to spell it, what trying to write it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, John Kenzie Noel. So we got to, <laughs> got to keep an eye on that guy. Uh, the Indians of course sit in second place in uh, the American league central uh, tenuous grip on that at best, but uh, you notice something about how the Indians right now, the major league team compares to the rest of the teams in second place in the, in their divisions throughout uh, major league baseball. Yeah. It, it has to do with run differential, Joe, you know, the, the amount of runs you score and the amount of runs you give up. Uh, and the Indians uh, are a negative 34 and they're still in second place in the division. Uh, the only other second place team in, in the big leagues with a negative uh, run differential 
are the Philly is the, are the Phillies with a minus 25. And the, the other second place teams are the Yankees are plus 29. Uh, the A's are plus 70. The Reds are plus 32. And the, and the Dodgers are plus 207. So, I mean, that it, it just, uh, it's kind of a stark difference. And I guess it's a reflection on their offense. It, it has to be, right? Or I guess right. maybe a whole combination of everything, but mostly the offense. Well, and of those teams that you mentioned, obviously the Dodgers are the, the team that you would think as a second place team are the most dangerous right now. And they've just got, you know, video game numbers in terms of their offense. So, uh, yeah, there's a clear difference between the Indians who you know, struggle to score runs and at times have tr- struggled to prevent runs. But compared to the Dodgers, who you would expect to score, you know, five runs a game and, and not even blink. So, right. uh, yeah, it, there's just a clear difference between the two offenses right now. Yeah, and uh, I think, uh, you know, I think it's also a reflection of the probably the competition in the division. You know, the, uh, uh, the, the White Sox are the only team, I, I believe, in the AL Center with a, with a plus, uh, with a positive run differential. And so, you know, that just, and, you know, the, the, the AL, uh, the NL West is loaded with, you know, the Giants and the Padres and, and, and the Dodgers. So I think, uh, you know, you've got, the, the, the level of talent is, is really different. Right. Uh, other Major League Baseball news uh, from yesterday, the uh, court proceedings in Los Angeles uh, regarding Trevor Bauer uh, wrapped up and the judge in the case dissolved the temporary restraining order against Bauer that was being sought by the woman who accused him of uh, assaulting him, uh, you know, physically uh, in terms of domestic abuse and uh, sexually assaulting uh, her on two occasions. Uh, the temporary restraining order was resolved or dissolved. It could have been extended uh, for up to five years uh, in this case, but the judge uh, sided with Bauer's lawyers and said that uh, the the relationship did not meet the standard in California for. Uh, a, a domestic sort of uh, uh, protection order. Uh, this is, I, I guess, a, a win for Bauer's side. However, he's still under investigation in Pasadena uh, by the authorities there for you know what went on and, and whether or not he faces criminal charges uh, is still remaining to be seen. And as far as his career goes, he's he's still under um, the suspension I'm going to say suspension, but he's he's on a on temporary leave. He's still being paid, but he's uh, with the blessing of the Major League Baseball Players Association. He's not with the team, and he's his his um, administrative leave has continued for at least a week. Yeah, I wonder, you know, following this ruling, if uh, you know now they uh, uh, Bauer starts, you know, pushing the Dodgers and and the and uh, you know the Players Association and MLB to to be reinstated that I, you know, I, I thought for sure there was no way he could pitch this year. And I think Joe, just the fact that he's still being investigated by the uh, Pasadena police department probably, you know, w- would be, is, is a big hurdle for them to, uh, that, you know, B- Bauer and his legal team to uh, clear. Right. Yeah. He might still face a suspension from the league for whatever, you know, character policies or, or issues that uh, this case falls under. So he might still not pitch again this year. Uh, 
but you know that once those hurdles are cleared, Bauer is going to, to press to, to get back with his team. Uh, that's something that's just the way he, he is. It reminds me of the, the 2018 season where uh, he broke his leg and uh, had to wait, uh, wait several weeks and, and come back. And, you know, he came back and was really put into the bullpen at the time because uh, he, he, he was, I, I believe Tito wanted to use him as sort of like the, uh, the Swiss army knife to come in and, and in a playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, he, uh, you know, he pushed hard to, to get back in the, in the, into uh, you know, to get, to get back on the active roster. You know, I don't think he was a hundred percent, you know, he took that line drive off the, off his ankle from Jose Abreu. Uh, and uh, you know, he, he complained when he came back that they cost him the, uh, the Cy Young award and he was still complaining in the off season of it. So right. uh, uh, maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but uh, you know, he, you know, I think he'll pitch if he, if he has a chance to pitch, he's going to pitch and uh, we'll see how that works out and we'll see how, you know, he's accepted back into uh, that Dodger clubhouse. All right. That remains to be seen as well. All right. This weekend, uh, big weekend for the Indians. Uh, not in terms of, you know, where they are in the standings or, you know, wins and losses and, and all that, but uh, the, the culmination of this series against the Angels uh, and, and Shohei Otani is going to be Sunday when both teams travel to Williamsport. Now, I don't know if you uh, watched any of the action yesterday as the Little League World Series got underway. Uh, the first two games were, were on ESPN uh, uh, yesterday afternoon. I sat around uh, with my, my 12-year-old son and watched and uh, you know, it was a, a lot of fun to, to see his reaction to some of the plays and some of the players out there. Uh, a team from Ohio, from the Hamilton area in Cincinnati, uh, actually went extra innings in their game. I think they went eight innings in a scoreless game. I think those games usually go six. Uh, scoreless game, they had a walk-off, bases-loaded single to win it in extra innings uh, for that Hamilton, Ohio team. So they advanced in the the uh the elimination bracket uh just a uh, a lot of fun uh just to watch those games but the indians and angels are gonna fly out there sunday morning uh traditionally with the little league classic the mlb game uh the players from little league baseball greet the players from major league baseball at the airport and ride buses with them and, and interact with them in that way i don't know if because of COVID that's still going to happen, I still have uh, yet to get, you know, all the details on uh, what changes are going to be made uh, this year, but either way, there's going to be interaction between the players from the Indians and angels and the, the teams there at Williamsport, uh, the Indians and angels will attend a couple of games there uh, during the afternoon before playing at, uh, the Crosscutters st Stadium, uh, the minor league baseball team there um, in Williamsport. Just should look, looking forward to a, a lot of fun and a lot of, uh, you know, great moments between the two teams. Yeah, that, that's going to be a blast, Joe. And uh, you wrote a, another good story today about it, you know, on the Indians uh, players reflecting uh, or talking about, you know, kind of, and, and they sounded excited about meeting the little leaguers, watching the little league, watching them play. You know, and, and talking about their uh, their kind of the starts to their careers, uh, uh, baseball careers, when 
<clears throat> they were 12, 10 and 12 and 13 years old. Well, and yeah, the real the funny thing is I interviewed Eli Morgan and Eli Morgan looks like he could be out there playing for the little leaguers. I mean, he's, he is not, uh, he's, he's 25 years old, but he's got a baby face and, uh, you know, just a, a really great uh, attitude and approach. He said, you know, heck, look around the Indians clubhouse. And, you know, those guys, half the guys on the roster right now are, you know, 23, 24 and, and younger. Uh, he's, his, his quote that really stuck out to me was, you know, you got a couple of veterans on the team, but the rest of us are running around here in diapers. Yeah, so, I laughed when I read that. That was a great, great quote. And yeah, you're right. He looks like he's like 10 years old to me, <laughs> Eli Morgan, when he's on the Well, mob. a lot of people look like they're 10 years old to you, Hoinsie. A, <laughs> a you're old as dirt, and B, you've been doing this forever. So <laughs> come on. Uh, that's it, it. But I talked to Owen Miller, too. And Owen Miller said that his experience with Little League, you know, he played Little League up until a certain age and then had to sort of go to travel ball because the competition was a little better. But he played on a select team uh, when he was 12, and he went to uh, Cooperstown, which is an equivalent sort of for, for the travel ball kids who, who don't play Little League. They go to Cooperstown, and, and that tournament is the same way. It's like a week-long camp where the kids stay in bunkhouses, and they get to interact, and really they're on their own. Um, they, they go to the arcade, they, they run around and, you know, just generally get a chance for a week to be a kid when they're not playing baseball and, and the, the competition on the field is fun as well. So, uh, those kids that are in Williamsport right now have a lot that's, that's on their plate. And now you bring in these major league baseball players and they're standing next to Shohei Otani or Shane Bieber or Jose Ramirez on the infield at, uh, you know, historic Bowman field in Williamsport. And that, that's a big deal for them. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're probably like a, a little bit tongue tied. I, I would imagine if you're 12 years old, you're just kind of, Hey, can you sign my ball or something? <laughs> and that's about it. And, and really it's, it, it's not even about getting the memorabilia or whatever. I, I've seen in, in these in the, the, the three previous iterations of this uh, Little League Classic, I've seen pitchers talking about their pitch grips with guys. Uh, you know, I've seen uh, hitters talking about their approaches to the plate with other, other, uh, other players. It's, it's really impressive how the major league players let their guard down for this. And once they're with these kids, they, they know the cameras are there. They know the reporters and the adults that are running the show are there. But really when they're with the kids, they really let their guard down and they're all just baseball players together. Yeah, that's cool. That's, uh, you know, I guess uh, the language and the, the, uh, the vibe of baseball doesn't, there's no age barrier. There's you know? no age it's, limit uh, for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, it's, it's still the same game. It's still 60 feet, six, in, six inches to the plate. And uh, I guess maybe the base pad, the base pads are a little shorter, right? The, 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 the little leaguers play uh, 50 feet, uh, 50 foot mound and 70 foot bases. So that's the, that, those are the 12 U distances. I know this because my kid played 12 U baseball this year. So we've, we've stepped off enough of those, uh, those distances when we throw. Yeah, that's good. That, and that, that's cool. It reminds me, uh, you know, Joe, when I, I was uh, a long time ago, when they were uh, opening uh, progressive field, they were just, uh, they were just, uh, you know, the, the, the foundation had been laid and they were, they were, uh, you know, shown where home plate was going to be. And, 
and they had uh oh man they had charlie Nagy and uh mel harder mel harder out there yeah that's and uh mel harder through you know and, and charlie Nagy were talking about pitch grips and and you know mel harder was about 80 years old and charlie's like 25 and they're talking about you know how, how you hold your fastball how you hold this you know pitch and that, that's what it reminded me when you were talking about that that's that was reminded me of that yeah it's 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 a generational thing it's it, mel harder was wearing i remember the photos from that he was wearing an old like indians uniform like an old 1920s uniform it was yeah. crazy <laughs> So. We were, I remember talking to him. He was talking to us about how he pitched Babe Ruth and, and, you know, <laughs> so, you know, that's weird. That, you know, that's just like crazy. Well, uh, the kids and the players on, on Sunday, it should be a little bit more relatable than that, but uh, looking forward to it, looking forward to a fun time in, in Williamsport coming up uh, this weekend. And I'll have plenty to talk about uh, next week on the Cleveland baseball talk podcast. Hoinsey, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you then. 